Good morning, everybody. What I'd like to do today is focus on our second reading of St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, particularly that very, very first line, brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all. Have no anxiety at all. Very relevant for us because we live in a very anxious age. Go read all the studies that particularly in the West, anxiety is increasing every year, getting worse and worse, particularly amongst teenagers and young adults. And of course, the events over the course of the past six months here in our nation with COVID and the social unrest and the election just basically takes that anxiety and amplifies it. We all, to some degree, are feeling anxious, but St. Paul tells us, have no anxiety at all. How can we battle with anxiety? How do we handle it? Well, I'm going to suggest that we're going to look today at some of the roots of the anxiety that we experience in our culture. Not all of it, but at least a handful trying to understand where the anxiety comes from and how to deal with it. And so the first one is this. Many of you may not care, some of you may know, that Friday was the 20th anniversary of the release of Radiohead's album, Kid A. One of my favorite albums of all time, by my favorite band of all time. And it's not so much that I want to talk about the album, but what the album sort of seemed to foreshadow, what it seemed to be very prescient about, of the events of the course of the past two decades. And I'm not trying to say that a rock band is prophetic, but last week there was a book that was actually published on the album and the 20th century. It's a pretty decent book. It's called This Isn't Happening. Unless you are a severe Radiohead fan, this book will not be interesting to you. But there's a passage in here that really sort of strikes me as what we are dealing with or what about society we've seen that the album seems to have foreshadowed. To Kid A embodied how things would eventually come to feel, look, and sound. The mood of ubiquitous dread and digital remove that the music evokes. It's sort of like a, a, their foray from rock into sort of a digital experimental music. The non-circular lyrics, the double, that double as status updates. And the overwhelming feeling that technology has interconnected all of our lives while cutting us off from our own humanity. Now, if you were alive in the year 2000 when this album came out, it's not what you would have expected. This is the advent of the internet era. This is going to be a time of great global inclusivity. We're able to communicate. Everyone's going to be connected. It's going to usher in a new age of peace. But of course, you realize that simply has not happened. The internet actually has led to so much division, so much strife, so much anxiety because we feel today that we are trapped online. Trapped online and as a result we feel that anxiety. And so what I'm going to posit is not that we get rid of the internet, I'm not a Luddite, that the internet is, or technology is evil, but particularly as families and for young people who this really affects, to begin realizing some of the issues and removing ourselves from the online world. 
Parents, put screen time on your phone and really put it on your children's phone if you have an Apple. I believe an Android has something called digital well-being, which really limits our ability to see certain things, but also to spend time on our phone. I have it on my phone. I can only look at social media for about 20 minutes a day. My phone shuts off at 10 p.m. and doesn't come on until 6 a.m. It helps us to stay focused. And if you are on social media, the internet, please do not comment on politics or get into discussions, particularly on KATC's Facebook page. Don't do it. There's no way you're going to convince anyone at all of your position. And then, particularly for young women, if you are on Instagram or social media, limit your time because what happens so often, unless you are looking at pictures of squirrels and digital little micro pigs, you're going to compare yourself and it's going to lead to more anxiety and more frustration. Instead, get off of the internet world and start doing something real. Go out on a beautiful day and take a walk, read some books, heck, listen to Kid A, particularly on vinyl. It sounds really, really good. Experience reality instead of the online world, and it will relieve some anxiety. Second, because of COVID, I've had a lot of chance to do some reading, and I picked up another book, which I do think would be very interesting for a lot of you to read, called Breaking Bread with the Dead, a reader's guide for a more tranquil mind. And without getting into his whole argument, he notices, the author Alan Jacobs, that we're living in a time of social acceleration where things, because of technology and the frenetic pace, seem to be going faster and faster and faster. And we can't keep up with it. All of the information, all the things that are happening. And it leads to anxiety, but it leads to a certain presentism, where we feel that we are almost trapped in the present moment, and that we can't get out of it. And so we become anxious and frustrated because Things seem to be changing so much in our culture and our society. And so this is what we would call liquid modernity, as one sort of uh, Polish philosopher talks about. That things are changing. And so we can't really think too much about the future because I, I don't, this job may not even exist. Who knows what the political climate's going to be like? And particularly with COVID, who knows when this is going to be over? So we don't plan for the future and we're trapped in the present. We're trapped in the now. And so we look for escape because of the anxiety of being trapped here in the future being so unknown. And entertainment and internet and all these different types of things that bring pleasure and help us escape. And so his suggestion, and of course he's an academic, he encourages increasing what he calls our temporal bandwidth. Bandwidth is where information can go through. And he encourages going backwards by reading old books by encountering the wisdom of tradition. And so now we just don't look back for the past five or 10 years and are focused in the present, but we have a wealth of information that helps us to see the world in a different light and to better deal with the future. To read old books, to encounter old ideas, and particularly as a Catholic, to delve into the tradition, particularly the spiritual tradition of the church. And third and finally, without a book, I'm going to speak now from my own experience. We're talking about anxiety here is the result often of fear, doubt, worry, 
about what happened in the past, about what's going on in the present, about what will happen in the future. But from my experience, there's a step missing. Worry and anxiety doesn't necessarily automatically, worry doesn't necessarily automatically lead to anxiety. There's something in the middle. And that middle is overthinking things. Word I love to use, rumination. We have a problem. We have something that we're concerned about, but we get trapped in our head. And we think about it over and over again and look at it from every perspective. And it grows into this big cancer that we can't think about anything else. And it brings us down. And then the anxiety comes that can often cripple us because we are trapped in our head. Trapped online, trapped in the now, trapped in our head. And so we have to get out. We've got to stop the rumination before it starts. I'm not saying we don't think about things or analyze things or strategize, but we can't get trapped in our head. Lots of different ways to do this. One is when you find that you're starting to worry and freak out, reach out to a friend, a friend who is real, and say, let's talk. Instead of having the interior monologue, have a real dialogue. Be brought out of yourself. That was the eye contact I talked about a few weeks ago. Do some activity. Get your mind off of it. Find the things that get your mind off of rumination. It could be reading a book. It could be going outside. It could be watching a movie. I don't care what it is. Do something to get out of that headspace. But probably the most important thing is the opposite of rumination is contemplation. To contemplate truth, to contemplate something beautiful, particularly prayer as contemplative. There's that type of prayer where we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, where we sit and we allow him to work in us, that we find rest, we find our own Sabbath, where our mind goes towards good things that bring peace. This is what the saint Paul says in the second part. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, whatever is gracious, think about these things. Don't think about the dumpster fire, about all the worries. Think about that nice fire there where you can cook a steak, you can roast some marshmallows, the fire that draws people to it instead of makes people scatter. Think about the good things. And so meditate and be thankful for the gifts that you've been given. And that's what we can do in contemplation. What we can do in prayer is fill our head with good things. Now, there are probably other sources of anxiety, other ways that we can deal with it. These are the ones that I'd like to focus on today. And I want to repeat. We live in a very, very anxious world. One that seems to be tearing itself apart. And the disorder in the world is real. And as I'm going to echo again, as I've been talking about since the summer, Christians need to be unified. Christians, Christians, particularly Catholics, need to have some unity and peace so that we can be a light to the world, that we can help to bring some order. But that peace and unity has got to start with ourselves. And our own hearts and our own minds, if we're anxious and worried and frustrated and angry about everything, we're not going to be able to do it in the circle around us or bring it to the world as a whole. We need to be able to share it with others. The only way that we can really do that is if we remain in the peace of Christ, not trapped in any reality, but opened up in freedom and peace 
and the world and the life of heaven and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.